Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Hey, I'm your host, Dr. Yami. I'm a board-certified pediatrician, certified health and wellness coach, author, and speaker. I'm also a passionate promoter of the power of diet and lifestyle in preventing and reversing chronic disease and bringing joy and longevity into our lives. This podcast is focused on plant-based nutrition, habit formation, motivation, and mindset so that you can have the tools to live the best life possible. Are you ready to get started? Let's do this. Welcome. Hope that you're having a plantastic day. Today, I'm going to talk about how to eat out and make plant-based choices when you're eating out at restaurants. And I know that this is a common question, concern, obstacle for a lot of people that want to be plant-based, want to make more plant-based choices, but have difficulty in these social situations. So how often do we eat out? We eat out a lot. Americans eat out on average four to six times per week, and the average American family spends $3,000 per year eating out. Over a third of the U.S. food dollar is spent on eating out services. So it's a lot. We spend a lot of our time either getting fast food or at sit-down restaurants, takeout. And right now, because of the COVID pandemic, it's mostly takeout. In some places, maybe restaurants are starting to open up, but mostly it is takeout. But it doesn't matter. Either way, we can make choices that align with our values and how we want to uh, support our health. So um, the other thing about restaurant meals that's important to know is that they tend to be loaded with sodium. A lot of times they're fried and processed probably because we think of restaurants as like, this is a special treat and I just want to indulge and have fun. And we know we like the high fat foods, they're delicious. So just one of the things to keep in mind when you're going out is to just approach your meal with mindfulness and with presence. So decide ahead of time, how do I want to feel before, during, and after this meal? And that will also help you with your decision-making. So learning to eat at plant-based restaurants can be a bit of a steep learning curve, but once you get it, it's easy and stress-free. So I've been a plant-based eater, vegan for almost 10 years now, and there's only been one time that I've had an issue at a restaurant. It was actually towards the beginning of my journey, and I think it, it was just like this very tiny little restaurant in New Orleans, and like literally, it was just like this little tiny dining area. It was really small. The chef was the owner of the restaurant. 
And for some reason, he just did not have a good attitude and he was not willing to accommodate anything. But that's only one time that that's ever happened to me in 10 years. And I eat out probably as much as the rest of you guys eat out. So I'm going to tell you how I do it and some tips and tricks that I've learned over the years. Uh, But I also want you to know that you can check out these really cool videos we've made on my YouTube channel, Veggie Doctor TV. The series is called How a Pediatrician Orders At. And I actually go to fast food restaurants like Taco Bell and Wendy's, uh, also some restaurants that are fast casual like Panera. There's a bunch of videos in there and I hope to make more in the future about how you can make choices, what choices you can make at some of these restaurants. So I promise it's easier than you think. But first of all, let's talk about mindset. So whenever you adopt a new way of eating, a new diet, and you're going to a restaurant, it may be a little bit intimidating. It may be awkward. You may be shy and embarrassed about it. So just know that you're going to have to learn to think outside of the box and step outside of your comfort zone. Now, if you know me, you know that I have a very bold personality. I don't get easily embarrassed about speaking out, speaking my mind and asking for what I want. I was raised as an only child So I'm used to getting what I want. So it's not usually a problem for me when I go to restaurants. But if you're not that kind of person, I understand. I know that not everybody can be like me. But just know it is going to have to be a little bit uncomfortable at the beginning until you get used to it. And that's okay. You just have to find the strategy that works for you how you're going to be able to approach it so that you can honor yourself too. You know, don't, don't let the fear of embarrassment, don't let the awkwardness come in the way of your goals. That's what I recommend as far as mindset. So just think about it beforehand, practice, and you'll get the hang of it. So let's talk about general strategy. So I have eight general strategies that you can use when eating out. So the first one is online menus. So we are so lucky to live in 2020 when almost every single restaurant has an online menu. So it's super easy to just go to that restaurant's website or even go to Yelp, places like that. People will take pictures of the restaurant menu and you can browse it ahead of time when you're calm, when you don't feel under pressure from your friends or your family and you can take a look at it and make some decisions ahead of time. The other thing you can do is call the restaurant ahead of time. So these are strategies that I use all the time. So if you find the menu or if you can't find the menu or if it happens to be like some super duper fancy restaurant and you just want to make sure that they can accommodate you and you don't get embarrassed, just call and ask. Try to call during a downtime at the restaurant, usually like 2 to 3 p.m. is a good time to call restaurants because um, they are very busy during lunchtime and during dinner time. Okay, the next general strategy is when you look at the menu, whether you're looking at an online menu or you're looking at it in person, scan the entire menu, looking at both the entrees, like the main meals, but also the side items. Also see if the restaurant that you're at has a vegetarian section on their menu because often they are and look for uh, a key. Like sometimes they have like little symbols 
for vegetarian, vegan, gluten-free, you know, all those different types of things. And you may see that there are symbols on different entrees and that'll clue you in on things that are already automatically vegan or plant-based. The next strategy is to ask the waiter, your server, or whenever you call ahead of time for recommendations for somebody that's on a vegan or plant-based diet. Often at a lot of places, especially in bigger cities, they're already prepared for this. So they can direct you to the menu. They can off the top of the head, tell you about what options are available. And then it makes it easy for you if you're at the beginning of your journey and you're not comfortable with reading the menu for that. Going along with item number three, number four is be kind, patient, and understanding. Even though in a lot of big cities, a lot of servers are already familiar with plant-based vegan, there's going to be some places where, or maybe somebody just started and they have no clue what vegan means. They have no clue what plant-based means, or they, they think that vegan means gluten-free, or they think you can eat fit, you know, like, so there's, some people are confused. So if you can tell that the server doesn't know or is a little confused, just explain it. So that means I don't eat meat, dairy, or egg. What options do you have for that? Um, what recommendations? Or can you direct me to the part of the menu where I might be able to find those options? But be kind, don't be rude, try not to get frustrated uh, because not everybody knows. So you have to be kind and nice to your server. So number five, if you find an option that's generally, generally plant-based but has a few animal products in there, um, then you can ask if omissions or substitutions can be made. Like say you find a wrap and it's got all of this stuff. It's got avocado and cabbage and black beans and you know all of this delicious stuff and chicken. You can say, can you make this wrap without the chicken? Or can you substitute tofu instead of chicken? So you can do stuff like that all the time. And I know that some people aren't used to doing that because they're just used to looking at a menu and be like, okay, I want the cheeseburger just like it as it is. And you've never asked for anything different. But even before I was plant-based, I was always asking for stuff different. So, you know, they're used to it. It's normal for them. So it's totally okay to ask. It's not going to be possible 100% of the time because there are some meals that they make ahead of time at the beginning of the day and everything's already mixed in and it depends what kind of restaurant it is. But a lot of the times they can accommodate you. Hopefully they can do it for the same price and not charge you additional, but that's a whole nother topic. Okay. So let's see. Another example would be like a Mediterranean sandwich that's got a bunch of grilled veggies in there and feta. Just say, can I have this sandwich without feta? Most of the time they're like, yeah, we can do that. So that's different things that you can ask. Another tip is if you're still at the beginning of your journey and you're feeling awkward and you don't want to be embarrassed or in your some kind of business meeting and you don't want to call attention to yourself, you can excuse yourself to go to the bathroom, find the waiter and ask them in private. Totally okay to do. I've done this a couple of times. Like I said, in general, I don't care. I'm bold. I don't get embarrassed. But <laughs> this is something that can work for a lot of people. Just go find them, talk to them, pull them to the side and be like, hey, you know, I eat this way. Can you bring me this meal or what can you bring me? 
Okay. Tip number seven, super fun. I've done this before. If you're short on time, you're adventurous, you don't really want to have to look at the menu, you can just ask the waiter to ask the chef to surprise you with a plant-based platter or meal. Just be like, hey, you know, I eat a plant-based diet. I'm vegan. Can the chef make me a vegetable platter? Chef's choice, you know, surprise me with something. I know that this sounds risky and crazy, but the times I have done this, I have gotten the most beautiful plate, amazing meal where everybody else at the table was like, oh my God, I want what you ordered. And it's really kind of fun, but you know, more for the adventurous people. And most of the time, chefs love this because it allows them to be creative and do something different. Like it, you know, they're, they're making the same thing all day long. It allows them to use their brain and try something and try to please you because most restaurants, they really are trying to please you. They want to keep you. They know that in order for them to be successful, you have to keep coming back. (laughs) So they want you to be happy with your meal. So definitely something that you can try. And then general strategy number eight is be resourceful, use apps, use online resources, happycow.net. They also have an app called Happy Cow is fantastic. You can look up restaurants all over the world. I have used it all over the world to find restaurants and read the reviews because people talk about the different items. Not everybody, not all the restaurants on there are fully vegan, but there's places that are vegan friendly, plant-based friendly. And in the reviews, people will talk about what dishes, what meals are delicious and plant-based friendly and how to approach that restaurant. So don't be afraid to be resourceful. Okay, so those are the general strategies, but now I'm going to go through each cuisine and give you some pointers. In general, the ethnic cuisines are going to be more plant-based friendly. So probably no surprise, in the United States, the standard American diet is not always (laughs) plant-based. It's not mostly plant-based. It's mostly not plant-based. So um, in some of the more American restaurants, it actually is harder than in some of the ethnic cuisines, but it's not impossible anywhere. So let's start with the American, the traditional American restaurant or steakhouse. So that might seem like there's nothing to eat there, but actually you can find stuff because usually people don't eat steak by itself. They like steak with potato and steak with vegetables. And so that's a good thing. So what you can do at these kinds of restaurants, first of all, if you want just like a veggie burger, you can ask because a lot of places have it. Don't feel like if it's not on the menu, it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. There's places that for some reason, they don't advertise that they have some of these options. I don't know why. So you have to ask. So if you want a veggie burger, say, hey, do you guys have a a veggie burger available? Or can you replace the beef burger with a portobello mushroom? But you can also look at the sides. Usually they have baked potatoes, sweet potatoes, mashed potatoes, of course, French fries, um, different kinds of potatoes. You can add to that steamed veggies, sauteed veggies, grilled veggies. They sometimes have rice and salads that you can add more stuff to. So there's usually something that you can eat that's fresh and delicious and totally plant-based. Pitfalls. So some foods... Say goodbye 
to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill may be cooked with butter, particularly things like mashed potatoes. So you have to ask about that. And a lot of vegetarian options at American restaurants have a lot of cheese in them because they feel like if you're vegetarian, that's your protein source. And so that's what they add. So you may have to swap that out with other things. So just pay attention, ask your waiter, get information. Okay. The most popular, I kind of looked up different sources to find what the most popular cuisine is for takeout in the United States is Chinese food. (laughs) So we love our Chinese food. Thankfully, you can totally eat plant-based at Chinese restaurants. Definitely, there's a lot of meat at Chinese restaurants, but there's also a lot of vegetables, rice, you can get them steamed, you can get them sauteed, get them with noodles, Pitfalls at these types of restaurants is fish and oyster sauce. They may use it for some of the sauces. Those can creep into some of the dishes and also egg might be in some of the dishes. Not much dairy. So you don't have to worry too much about dairy, but ask about the fish and oyster sauces and the egg. But in general, you can find, and usually Chinese restaurants have a whole vegetarian section. So that's really fun as well. The next is Mexican. Yeah, everybody loves Mexican food. Definitely one of the top choices. Really simple to be plant-based at Mexican restaurants. I mean, just think about it. Refried beans, bean soup, black beans, veggie fajitas, veggie burritos, salsa guacamole and chips. I mean, we have got a fiesta going, okay? It's so easy to choose from. And usually at Mexican restaurants, especially if it's a larger one, there's also a vegetarian section that helps you narrow down the choices, but you usually have to omit different types of cheeses. So the pitfalls are some Mexican restaurants, especially the more traditional restaurants or the ones that are smaller, you know, like more family owned they may still use lard. So lard is rendered pig fat and they use it in their beans, sometimes in their flour tortillas, and then chicken broth or chicken stock in their rice and their soups. So you just need to ask about that. Make sure that you ask your server. But I would say the majority of Mexican restaurants no longer use lard, but you don't know unless you ask. Italiano. So Italian restaurants, uh, you can definitely get a marinara pasta or a pasta primavera with a marinara sauce. And I usually ask for a, quote, ridiculous amount of veggies so that they know that I want a lot of veggies in there. And usually I'm very satisfied with that. You can also get a bruschetta, omit the cheese, eggplants and mushrooms, usually in Italian restaurants, minestrone soup, Not all minestrone soup is vegan, so you need to look at the menu or ask your waiter. There's some restaurants that they, for whatever reason, slip in meat, okay? I get sad when I see that because I love minestrone soup because it has beans in it, so good. So you need to look or ask. So the pitfalls for Italian restaurants, it's going to be the cheese, especially the Americanized Italian restaurants. There's cheese in everything, so you need to omit or substitute or do something like that. So very related is the pizza. Pizza is a very popular food in the United States. 
Pizza is ubiquitous. We have it all the time. Thankfully, there's more and more vegan options, but it's not that difficult to make a plant-based pizza. Just tell them to omit the cheese, do a vegetable pizza. And a tip for this is ask them to do extra sauce and extra veggies, because if they just do the pizza regular with a regular amount of sauce that they would put when they have cheese on it and cook it the same, it tends to get over crispy and sometimes even burned because they're used to the cheese, the fat from the cheese kind of sealing it and not that not happening. So just make sure that you ask for extra sauce. And of course, why wouldn't you want extra veggies? Hopefully they don't charge you more, but sometimes they do. You know, that's why I love Mod Pizza because I can literally get like 10 pounds of vegetables on my Mod Pizza and it costs the same. I wish all pizza places were like that, but unfortunately they aren't. But just be prepared for that. But it's not difficult and you get used to it actually. It is, I know, Isra say pizza without cheese. I know, I know. I promise you get used to it. Just almost think of it like a flatbread, you know, like they have, what is everybody making right now? I forget what it's called, where you have just the bread with the veggies on top, but then you get the sauce. Try it. Try it and let me know what you think. Okay. Thai. This is one of my favorites. Thai is so delicious and so plant-based friendly. So at Thai restaurants, just like some of the other restaurants, they usually have a whole vegetarian section. And most of the time, that's also vegan as well, because in Thai food, they don't use a lot of dairy. They use some egg, but not as much. So usually you can get a lot of those uh, recipes, a lot of those dishes vegan. My favorite Thai dish is tum kha soup, which is a coconut soup. So it's made from coconut milk. It's so rich. Like I'm literally salivating right now, okay? And I replace the meat with tofu. So instead of having chicken or shrimp, I have big chunks of tofu in there. They usually have delicious steamed brown rice, also fresh spring rolls, you know, the ones that have the veggies and they have the, the rice wrapper that it's cold and you dip it in peanut sauce. You can get those with tofu instead of with chicken. And oh my gosh, Thai food is just fantastic. They have lots of curries, they have noodle dishes, fried rice dishes. So the pitfall in Thai food is fish sauce they use. So just ask for dishes that don't have fish sauce and also egg. So one of the most traditional Thai recipes that people know is pad thai, which is a noodle dish. And it's got like a peanut sauce. It's so good. But traditionally, it does come with egg, usually also some kind of meat. So you ask for it without the meat and without the egg. And I promise you're not going to miss it. It's just so amazing. Okay, so that is the thai. Next is Indian. So thankfully, the Indian culture, they're used to vegetarian options. This is not a problem for them. And there's also a lot of naturally vegan options as well. They have a lot of chickpeas, lentils, peas, potatoes, and oh, these aromatic rices and all of these just delicious spices. So <laughs> you guys can tell I have not had lunch yet. I am so hungry. I'm like tasting all of these foods. So Indian dishes that are traditionally vegan include chana masala, which is a spicy chickpea dish, dal chawal, which is lentils and rice, vegetable biryani, which is an Indian vegetable fried rice. It's so good. Vegetable pakoras. Pakoras are like these chickpea flour fritters. So good. 
vegetable kofta. I actually made this a few months ago and it was amazing. So these are like veggie meatballs that come in this rich, delicious sauce. Wow. Dosas, which are lentil pancakes and idli, which I have not had idli before, but I saw one of the the physicians that I follow on Instagram post about it and it looks delicious. It's like a fermented rice steamed savory cake. I think it was rice, but anyway, it looks really good. So those are more traditionally vegan, but the pitfalls in Indian cooking are dairy. So Indians are big fans of dairy in all kinds of forms. So ghee, which is clarified butter, lots of yogurt, lots of cream sauces, Uh, paneer, which is cheese, and also some egg. So you need to ask your server, look at the menu ahead of time, find out which ones are vegan, which ones they may add dairy to, and then make your decisions that way. Japanese is so fun. One of our favorites in this household. I always joke that for my kids, there are certain cuisines that no matter how much I order, they're going to eat all of it. One of it is veggie sushi. Like really, no matter how much we order. Sometimes I order a ridiculous amount of sushi because we're really hungry and it's all gone. And then the other one is pizza. Probably the third one would be Ethiopian, which I'm going to talk about in a little bit. But veggie sushi, guys, is where it's at. I love veggie sushi because you can be so creative with it and restaurants are getting more and more creative with all kinds of ingredients. So they'll use tofu, avocado, cucumber, radishes, squash, sweet potato, carrots, all kinds of delicious things in there. And they're just getting more and more creative with it. You can also get things like steamed edamame, tofu dishes. There's noodle dishes like veggie udon, miso soup, which is so comforting and warming, seaweed salads, and so much more. So the pitfalls in Japanese cooking are going to be fish sauce. Also, of course, fish because sushi is made of fish. So you just want to make sure you get the veggie sushi and not the regular sushi. Sometimes dairy, but only in Americanized things like California rolls have cream cheese. So just know that. Um, And so, and then there's also something called bonito flakes, which are dried fish flakes. So those are the things you need to look out whenever you're looking at the menu for Japanese cooking, but usually it's not a problem and there's lots of different veggie options. Mediterranean and Middle Eastern. So I'm kind of mixing these. So if you're from these cultures, I hope I'm not offending you by mixing all the different kinds. But Mediterranean food is so good, very vegan friendly. I went to Greece last summer and I had no problem. There were so many vegetables and the food was just so good, so good. Like so the flavors were amazing. The vegetables even tasted better. But some of the foods that you may see on these menus that are vegan, hummus, uh, tabbouleh, falafel, which are chickpea, little chickpea cakes, lentil dishes, vegetable sandwiches, um, and pita bread, yo. I mean, pita bread, so delicious. You can also get something called a mezza platter, which is basically like a big platter of appetizers, of small bites, uh, an assortment, and just an explosion of flavor. So there's lots of different choices in Mediterranean, Middle Eastern cooking. The pitfalls are going to be cheese. So especially in Greek food, there's lots of feta, there's yogurt sauces and other dairy that can sneak into the meals. Sometimes egg as well. They may use it in the falafel or in the pita, not often, but it can happen. So make sure you just ask if that's something that you want to know about. But I promise you, 
you will be full and satisfied. We love Mediterranean. Ethiopian food, definitely one of my very favorites. It's so vegan friendly because of religious traditions in the country. So almost every Ethiopian food that you go to, every Ethiopian restaurant that you go to, there will be a whole vegetarian menu that is vegan, okay? So have a blast. They usually bring things out in like a big platter, and in that platter, it, there's something called injera, which is a sourdough pancake made from teff. So it traditionally doesn't have gluten, although sometimes in the American Ethiopian restaurants, they may have a little gluten in there. So it's like a fermented teff flour pancake that's spongy. They line it at the bottom of the platter, and then they put the little individual recipes, the little dishes on there. So it's like really big, goes in the middle of your table. And then each person eating gets like rolls of that injera. And then you use that injera to pick up the foods like that injera, that sourdough pancake becomes like your fork because you eat with your hands. So good. So good. The meals are usually pretty saucy and stewy and it's just really delicious. So a lot of the dishes have cabbage, kale, collard greens, potatoes, carrots, lentils, and chickpeas. And some of the names of some of the dishes are atakilat wat, which is potatoes, carrots, and cabbage, misir wat, which is a red lentil stew, which is my one of my favorites, gomen, which is stewed collard greens, so amazing. Like I could just eat that in injera. And kik alicha, which is split pea stew. But basically, if you've never been to Ethiopia, you should definitely try it and just ask your server, say I'm plant-based, no animal products, no dairy, and they will make you a platter from heaven. You will be so happy. So the pitfalls in Ethiopian cooking are some egg and some dairy that might show up, but just ask your server and you'll be good. So that is it. Those are all the cuisines and your tips for eating at restaurants plant-based. It's not as hard as you think. It gets easier with practice. Just stick with your values. Think about it ahead of time, plan it out, check the menu online, call the restaurant, and then start practicing. So thank you guys all for joining. I hope that you got something out of this and that helps you feel a little bit more comfortable when you are eating out or ordering your takeout. Thank you and have a plantastic day. I hope that you enjoyed today's episode. Thank you for tuning in and I look forward to having you back again next week. A very special thank you to the band Rocket Surgeons for permission to use the broccoli song. To find out more about the Rocket Surgeons, please visit their website at rocketsurgeonsband.com or Facebook at Rocket Surgeons Music. Please subscribe so that you never miss an episode. Also, all of my social media links can be found in the podcast description. Send me a message and let me know what you think of today's podcast. Sharing is caring. Please share, rate, and review my podcast and drop me a line if you have ideas for future episodes. Thank you once again and have a plantastic day. We're having broccoli. 
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.